0: So we're back in our Hymn Stories series. And, uh, but first I wanted to ask, what do you guys see when you go out to the stores, uh, this time of year? What kind of, uh, things for sale, advertisements, what are you seeing when you go out to the store? There should be, uh, a common theme in pretty much all the stores right now. Valentine's Day, yep. Yep, and probably St. Patrick's Day and Fourth of July all in there too. Uh, but no matter where you go, uh, whatever store, I guarantee you, you'll find some kind of Valentine's Day uh, themed item in there. Uh, you'll find hearts and flowers and cute little teddy bears uh, that are way overpriced and you should buy them in the toy section instead because it's cheaper. Uh, you'll find tons of cards with all these beautiful pre-written words about love, and you could buy that, and somebody you don't even know wrote some words about how much you love the person that they never met. And uh, I never understood that. Uh, I think the words written in the cards, uh, the pre-written words, don't mean so much to me. Uh, when I get a card, I uh, always look at the words that are handwritten, Uh, first, sometimes I get to the other words, you know. I figured they spent some money on it. I might as well at least glance at them. Uh, but the handwritten words mean so much more to me than the pre-written stuff that was done in a factory and, uh, you know, nobody even knows who did it. Uh, so, so a little hint, if you're going to get a Valentine's card for someone you love, write something in it because it'll, it'll appear that you, uh, put some effort into it. Uh, so, you know, just write something. But, uh. You know, with all this love and and focus on love and and Valentine's Day and that, so I was going to do a hymn on love, uh, sort of. And uh, so I picked I Love to Tell the Story. And so I started researching and and learning about it and the author. And uh, so I found out that I can't just do I Love to Tell the Story. I have to do Tell Me the Old, Old Story with it because they go together, and you'll see that later. Uh, But uh, this is about love this morning, at least a little bit. So if you could turn to John chapter 15, verse 12. John chapter 15, starting in verse 12, it says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That is true love. Uh, that's not the kind of love you see for sale in the stores out there. That is true love. The love Jesus has for us. That is love. And, and that is how we should also love each other, like it says in verse 12 there. Uh, this morning's... uh lesson here isn't so much about the actual love aspect. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we understood what love really is, though. Uh, Today's lesson is more about loving to tell others about Jesus. Uh, That's what I want to focus on this morning, loving to tell others about Jesus. And, And again, this is February and And the whole world is talking about love and who they love and what they love, and and and, you know we need to talk about what we love, and we should love the story of Jesus and what Jesus did for us, and we need to love telling others about Jesus. Uh, So today we're going to be looking at these two hymns. uh, Tell me the old old story, uh, which if you want to look in your hymnal, that is got these out of order, eight sixty five. And uh, the other hymn we're going to be looking at is I Love to Tell the Story, which is 592. I'm not sure if you can do two numbers at the same time there. I get a little confused, a little dyslexic sometimes with that. Uh, so 865 and 592. Uh, so we will be uh, going over both of these hymns this morning. Uh, it's a little more of a brief overview than a real in-depth study because there's two of them, and it's just hard to do that in this amount of time. Uh, but we will be uh, looking at these throughout the lesson this morning. Uh, first, I want to look at the history of the hymns. Uh, so this is Tell Me the Old, Old Story, and I love to tell the story. Let's look at the history of these. And with that, we'll start with the history of the writer, which is Catherine Henke, Um, and interestingly enough, you know, Catherine can be spelled with a K or a C. And as I was looking her up, depending on where I went for information, it was spelled both ways. So I don't know how she actually spelled her name. I spelled it with a K. Our hymnal spells it with with a C. So I don't know the difference there. Uh, but, uh, Catherine, she grew up in a wealthy family. She was born in 1834 and her family lived in a very wealthy part of London, uh, now the evangelical movement, uh, when it was entered into London there with the, uh, with the actual Christian beliefs that we know today, that movement started in the low to moderate income levels. Uh, so it didn't reach her part, uh, cause she was in a wealthy part of town, and so it didn't really reach her part for many years for, for a while there. But it eventually did make its way to the more wealthy area. So, so that would have been a need in that time, uh, that, you know, to reach that certain area. Uh, but it did it finally reach the area she was living in and uh, her family, uh, and her, uh, became part of the evangelical movement at that point. Her father actually became very involved in the process of spreading the gospel and also serving God and that was a, good example to her. And as a young adult, Catherine followed the example of her father and she gained uh, a love and a desire to serve God and to spread the gospel. Catherine would organize Sunday school classes uh, for all people. She tried to reach out to both the lower income levels and the wealthy income levels because she's seen a need for both. Uh, This produced many students' with a great desire to serve God. Uh, her work in organizing these Sunday school classes affected many of the lives, many of the people that came uh, for those Sunday school classes. And then those people went on to affect many more lives, and, and so on and so on. Uh, her impact was bigger than you could probably really calculate. Uh, Catherine also did uh, quite a bit of writing. Uh, she wrote Bible class teaching materials, and she wrote other topical books on Bible uh, Bible issues and Bible topics. And she also wrote many books in poem form. Uh, all of the royalties from her writings, she gave directly to foreign missions work. Uh, so she didn't take any of the money she gained from all of that writing. She gave it all right back to God. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, as we continue looking at the history of Catherine Hanke, we will also be able to see the history of how these two hymns were written. So at the age of 30, Catherine came down with a very serious illness. Uh, she had a very hard and long recovery process to get over this illness. It would have been a very difficult time for her. Uh, during that difficult time, she wrote a very beautiful poem about the life of Jesus. And this poem's titled, The Old, Old Story. Uh, it has two parts. The first part of this poem is shorter, but it is titled, The Story Wanted. Uh, and the second part is much, much longer, uh, as you'll see, because I'm going to read it to you later. Uh, but the second part is called, The Story Told. Uh, the idea of this poem is that the first part is a lost sinner who needs Jesus. And they realize that they're weak, and they're helpless, and they're defiled. And they they realize their need for Jesus. Uh, And then they are essentially essentially begging for someone to tell them the story about Jesus who came to make them whole. Now, remember, this is a lady who's only uh, 30 years old, but is faced with a very difficult, life-threatening illness. Uh, She had a very rugged path ahead of her, a long recovery process Uh, possibly at the point of writing this, she might have already been on this path for quite a while. And and it probably maybe even seemed to her like forever. Uh, She could have given up. She could have thrown in the towel. She could have become very angry and bitter. Uh, She could have even been sad at the situation she was in. Uh, But she didn't do any of that. She kept her eyes on Jesus. She kept uh, and, and tried to stay happy in Jesus. She even kept serving Jesus, which was uh, very limited, but one way she could do that was through writing. And that's what she did. She This uh, first part of this poem is a is very wonderful because we see someone who needs Jesus and someone who's asking for Jesus. Now, the second part, uh, again, is just as amazing. As, as this first part ends, there's a need of telling Jesus and what he did. And the second part starts with someone there that meets that need. Now, uh we're talking about someone needing to hear about Jesus and someone else being able to tell them about Jesus. Now what if what if no one was there to tell the story of Jesus? What if that person that was there didn't feel ready to tell the story of Jesus? What if the person that was there was maybe too shy or too nervous or maybe even just too busy uh, to stop and tell the story of Jesus? Uh, this person could be busy with their own burdens uh, that they're trying to get through, and, and they could be focused on their own desires, even, and, and maybe never even seen the need to tell the story of Jesus. I'm personally, I am so glad that my Sunday school teacher, Miss Oli Do, uh, was there to tell me the story of Jesus, uh, and she was prepared to tell me the story of Jesus, and she was more than willing to tell me all about Jesus almost 30 years ago. Uh, This second part of the poem beautifully puts into words the amazing work that Jesus did and the need for Jesus. Uh, I'll read this poem over in a little bit here, uh, but first I want to spend a little bit of time on the spiritual aspect of Tell Me the Old, Old Story, and I love to tell the story. Uh, Both of these hymns revolve around the most important aspect of the Christian life, and that is telling others about Jesus. Mark sixteen fifteen says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That, that is uh, for us. That is a job that we need to be doing. Uh, Jesus gives the most important command here, go and tell others about salvation. Now think about it. What if this never happened? Uh, if none of Jesus' disciples and none of his followers ever told anybody about Jesus and about salvation, then none of us would be in here this morning. We may not even know each other this morning. Uh, and all of us would be lost and on our way to hell. But praise God that people did preach the gospel. Uh, Jesus' disciples and his followers told others about Jesus and about salvation. People after them told about the gospel. And so on and so on until today. And the people that are alive today... Uh, and, and all those that are yet to be born, they depend on us being obedient to Jesus's command to preach the gospel. Uh, turn to First Peter chapter three, verse fifteen. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Peter tells us that we're required to be ready to give an answer to any man that asks us about the hope that is in us. Uh, this is telling us to be prepared to tell others about Jesus. Jesus is that hope that is in us and Jesus is the only hope that we have down here and we need to be ready to tell others about Jesus. Anyone that is a believer, that's a child of God, uh, all of us that are saved are required to be ready to tell others about Jesus and all he did to save us. Uh, The main theme of these hymns is the love of telling and hearing the story of Jesus Now, First, I want to focus on Tell Me the Old, Old Story for just a minute here. Uh, This hymn revolves around the desire to hear all that Jesus did for us and really, uh, even more than the desire, the need to hear what Jesus did for us. Uh, The desire here to be made whole and to be redeemed by Jesus. The desire to hear how much Jesus did for you and for me and how much He loves us. Uh, This hymn also tells us of the need to hear the story again. It says in verse 2 of the hymn there, it uses the phrase that you forget so soon. Uh, we could, we need to and could hear the story over and over and over again. It would be good for us. This hymn also speaks about uh, to uh, help the story of Jesus is when we are in trouble uh, or in a time of need. That, that Jesus and what he did for us can help us When we are in a situation of where we feel like we're in trouble or we feel like we're in need. And the last verse of the hymn talks about how this world has nothing to offer us. And we know that the things of this world will only cost us. But the message of Jesus will make us whole. It will make us complete. This is how precious the life of Jesus is. This is how wonderful the acts of Jesus are. Jesus is the only thing that can make us whole. Uh, He can be a comfort to us. Jesus literally came so he could save you and save me. The story of Jesus should mean so much to us. Uh, we should be absolutely in love with the story of Jesus. We, we should be in love with hearing about Jesus and reading about all the things that Jesus did for us. Uh, we should love and we should desire the story of Jesus. Now, looking at uh, the second hymn here, I love to tell the story. Uh, This hymn is the other side of the conversation. Uh, So tell me the old, old story as someone in need of hearing, and I love to tell the story as someone there to tell what Jesus did. This hymn is all about how much we should love to tell others about Jesus. Uh, This is a story that can satisfy us like nothing else can. We can know this uh, story is true, and we can take comfort in that, and we can also be satisfied and satisfy our internal desire to be accepted by God because of what Jesus did for us. The second verse of I love to tell the story uh, speaks of how wonderful the works that Jesus did and how wonderful the story of these works are. It compares this work to all the golden fancies is one of the phrases in there. And, and, And what that means is, When you compare this to all that the world has to offer, the best that the world could ever give you, this hymn says that the work of Jesus and the story of Jesus and what Jesus did is so much better than anything the world could ever offer. It's better than even anything we could ever dream of. Uh, The second verse also talks about how much these works of Jesus did for us. It reconciled us to God. It made things right between us and God. The works of Jesus made us righteousness in God's eyes. Uh, We are covered by the blood of Jesus because of the work of Jesus. We now have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. He became our Heavenly Father because of Jesus. Uh, We have access to God because of what Jesus did. Uh, Jesus' works so much for us. This is why we should love to tell the story. Uh, we should be so overwhelmed with the works of Jesus and what He did for us that we can't help but tell everyone what He did for us. This third verse talks about uh, some people that have never heard the story. Uh, Romans 10.14, it says, How then shall they call on Him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear Without a preacher, uh, there are so many souls out there that have not heard about Jesus and what Jesus did for them, and how much He loves them, and how they can be saved through Jesus. This third verse talks about repeating. Sorry, this third verse talks about repeating this story many many times. I wonder if we can say that if we have told the story many, many times. Uh, If we maybe have told the story at least a couple times, or or have we ever told the story to anyone, uh, we should be repeating the story many, many times. I I hope that we do. I hope we tell the story over and over and over again. Uh, The last verse of I love to tell the story talks about Believers and how they love to hear the story over and over again. Now, I love Jesus and I know you guys do too and I love hearing about Jesus. I love reading about Jesus and I also love telling others about Jesus. So as we think about love this month and we think about how much we should love to tell others the story of Jesus, we should love others And this should motivate us to tell others about Jesus. We should also love God. And that should motivate us to tell others about Jesus. We should also love everything that Jesus did. All that he did for us. And that should motivate us to tell others about Jesus. Because he didn't do it just for me. He he didn't do it just for you. He did it for the whole world. Uh, Everyone. Uh, Jesus came for all people. Uh, If we love the story, we will be willing, we will be waiting, and we will be eager to tell the story. Now, personally, I believe that we probably all could do better at telling the story of Jesus. I know that I have missed opportunities uh, at times. I get distracted or I just get super busy and I'm not really looking for the opportunity. I'm not really paying attention uh, at all these chances to tell about Jesus that passed me. And I, I just simply miss it sometimes. Uh, I love the story so much, and I love Jesus so much, and I love God so much. I also love others so much. So I, I should be actively looking for these chances, looking for reasons to tell others about Jesus. We need to love to tell the story. Uh, so now I'm going to read this poem. Uh, I do want to let you know it is quite long. Uh, we'll get through it this Sunday school hour, I promise. Uh, but it is, it's three pages long here, so it, it's a long one. The first part is, is quite a bit shorter. The first part, as I mentioned, uh, is about someone who wants to hear about Jesus, realizes they need to hear about Jesus. Uh, and so the first part is called The Story Wanted. It says, Tell me the old, old story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love. Tell me the story simply. As to a little child, for I am weak and weary and helpless and defiled. Tell me the story slowly, that I may take it in, that wonderful redemption, God's remedy for sin. Tell me the story often, for I forget so soon, the early dew of morning has passed away at noon. Tell me the story softly, with earnest tones and grave, remember I'm the sinner whom Jesus came to save. Tell me the story always, if you would really be, in any time of trouble, a comforter to me. Tell me the same old story, when you have cause to fear that this world's empty glory is costing me too dear. Yes, and when that world's glory shall dawn upon my soul, tell me the old, old story, Christ Jesus makes thee whole. So that's the first part. Now the second part, as I mentioned, is... Uh, someone there to tell the story. Uh, so the second part is called the story told. And and stick with me, try to uh, pay attention through this. It is quite long. Uh, you ask me for the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. You want the old, old story and nothing else will do. Indeed, I cannot wonder. It always seems so new. I often wish that someone would tell it me each day. I never should get tired of what they had to say. But I am wasting moments. Oh, how shall I begin to tell the old, old story of Jesus saves from sin? Listen, and I will tell you, God help both you and me, and make the old, old story his message unto thee. Once in a pleasant garden, God placed a happy pair. And all within was peaceful and all around was fair. But oh, they disobeyed him. The one thing he denied, they longed for, took and tasted. They ate it and they died. Yet in his love and pity, at once the Lord declared how man, though lost and ruined, might after all be spared. For one of Eve's descendants, not sinful like the rest, should spoil the work of Satan, and man be saved and blessed. He should be the son of Adam, but the son of God as well, and bring a full salvation from sin and death and hell. Hundreds of years were were over, Adam and Eve have died, the following generations and many more beside. At last some shepherds watching beside their flocks at night were startled in the darkness by strange and heavenly light. One of the holy angels had come from heaven above to tell the true, true story of Jesus and his love. He came to bring glad tidings. You need not, must not fear, for Christ, your newborn Savior, lies in the village near. And many other angels took up the story then to God on high be glory, goodwill and peace to men. And was it true that story? They went at once to see and found him in a manger, and knew that it was he. He whom the Father promised, so many ages past, had come to save poor sinners, yes, he had come at last. He was content to do it, to seek and save the lost, although he knew beforehand, knew all that it would cost. He lived a life most holy, his every thought was love, and every action showed it to man and God above His path in life was lowly. He was a working man who knows the poor man's trials so well as Jesus can. His last three years were lovely. He could be no more hid. And the time and strength would fail me to tell the good he did. He gave away no money, for he had none to give. But he had power of healing and made dead people live. He did kind things so kindly. It seemed his heart's delight to make poor people happy from morning until night. He always seemed at leisure for everyone who came, how tired or busy they found him just the same. He heard each tale of sorrow with an attentive ear and took away each burden of suffering, sin, or fear. He was a man of sorrows, and when he gave relief, he gave it like a brother acquainted with the grief. Such was the man Christ Jesus, the friend of sinful man, but hush the tale grows sadder, I'll tell it if I can. This gentle, holy Jesus, without a spot or stain, by wicked hands was taken and crucified and slain. Look, look, if you can bear it, look at your dying Lord, stand near the cross and watch him, behold the Lamb of God. His hands and feet are pierced. He cannot hide his face. And cruel men standing staring in crowds about the place. They laughed at him and mocked him. They tell him to come down and leave that cross of suffering and change it for a crown. Why did he bear their mockings? He was the mighty God and could have destroyed them with one almighty word. Yes, Jesus could have done it. But let me tell you why he would not use his power, but he chose to stay and die. He had become our surety and what we could not pay. He paid instead and for us on that dreadful day for our sins. He suffered for our sins. He died and not for ours only, but all the worlds beside. And now the work is finished. The sinner's debt is paid because on Christ's the righteous, the sin of all was laid. O wonderful redemption, God's remedy for sin, the door of heaven is open and you may enter in. For God released our surety to show the work was done and Jesus' resurrection declared the victory won. And now he has ascended and sits upon the throne to be a prince and savior and claim us for his own. But when he left his people, he promised them to send the comforter to teach them and guide them to the end. And that same Holy Spirit is with us to this day and ready now to teach us the new and living way. This is the old, old story. Say, do you take it in this wonderful redemption, God's remedy for sin? Do you at heart believe it? Do you believe it's true and meant for every sinner and therefore meant for you. Then take this great salvation, for Jesus loves to give. Believe, and you receive it. Believe, and you shall live. And if this simple message has now brought peace to you, make known the old, old story, for others need it too. Let everybody see it, that Christ has made you free. And if it sets them longing, say, Jesus died for thee. Soon, soon our eyes shall see him, and in our home above, we'll sing the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Now, I, I, I just, I just, when I read that poem, I, I just had to take the time to read it to you this morning. It is just so beautiful what Jesus did. It's amazing that she could put into words all of what Jesus did. I mean, when I read it over there Yesterday, I, I, I mean, I had a hard time getting through it. It's just beautiful what Jesus did for us. Uh, we need to make sure that we tell everyone we can what Jesus did for them, too. Amen. Uh, so at this time, we're going to sing both of these hymns. Now, a little bit of singing this morning. Uh, so we're going to sing the first part of the poem, which would be hymn number 865, Tell Me the Old, Old Story. Now, remember, this is someone needing to hear the story, asking to be told the story. 865, Tell Me the Old, Old Story.
1: Tell me the old, old story of unseen things above. Of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love. Tell me the story simply as to a little child. For I am weak and weary and helpless and defiled. Tell me the old, old story, tell me the old, old story, tell me the old, old story of Jesus and His love. Tell me the story slowly that I may take it in. That wonderful redemption God's remedy for sin Tell me the story often For I forget so soon The early dew of morning Has passed away at noon Tell me the old, old story Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and His love. Tell me the story softly with earnest tones and grave. Remember I'm the sinner whom Jesus came to save tell me the story always if you would really be in any time of trouble a comforter to me tell me the old old story tell me the old old story tell me The old old story of Jesus and His love. Tell me the same old story when you have cause to fear that this world's empty glory is costing me too dear. Yes, and when the world's glory. Is dawning on my soul. Tell me the old, old story. Christ Jesus makes thee whole. Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and his love. All right, let's turn to
0: 592. And when you find that, go ahead and stand for this one, 592. I love to tell the story. So this is the second part. This is someone there to tell the story, and that is our job. We know the story. Uh, We've accepted the story. It is now our time to go out and tell the story.